Welcome to the Classics Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and today I'm going to look at the new version of White Man Can't Jump. So this is one of those movies that I watched over and over again as a kid with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, kind of like Beverly Hills Cop or Trading Places or you know any of those 80s films that coming to America. I don't know why I keep thinking of Eddie Murphy movies, but they were on TV all the time. And White Man Can't Jump was always on, especially on like Saturdays. You could see it on TV and you'd watch it over and over again. Well, this is a new version. And in this new version, you know, you get similar ideas, but it's it's done in a more, I would say, intellectual, culturally relevant way than the original. It really gets you to think. And it's because the writers do an exceptional job at doing that. I talk a lot about the writers in this podcast episode. I talk about the two actors, the main actors who play the, uh, I guess if you watch the old film, the Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson characters, they do a great job. This movie is about a lot more than basketball. But basketball brings together the two characters and gets us to reflect on things like uh, what's, the, what's the purpose of playing a sport, for example. That's one that I talk about a lot on this podcast because if you, if you grew up playing sports, you know what I'm talking about. At some point you realize, I'm not gonna make it to the NBA, so why am I playing this game? Or I'm not making it to the WNBA, so why am I playing this game? And the question really is, you know, what's the value of the sport? What are the values of the sport? And I go into that on this podcast episode because I think it's important to have a healthy relationship with athletics. That's something we don't talk about a lot. We, we talk about winning often. We emphasize Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and how they're so superior and how they win so much. But guess what? Really, we should be emphasizing the, the values that each sport represents. And I, I talk about that a lot in this podcast episode. So thanks for listening to the Classics Podcast. If you are interested in this film, I recommend it before you even start the podcast or the, the main part of the podcast. I do recommend this film because it's really, really good. It's so, so clever. And uh, so thanks for listening to this podcast episode. I appreciate it. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't, please do so and leave a rating and maybe a comment in the comment section. Thanks for listening. I'll see you after the music. Classics Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today, I'm going to look at a great film, White Man Can't Jump. And this is a new version of the old classic. So... I used to watch the old classic often on television. It was like one of those movies similar to uh, Beverly Hills Cop or, or Trading Places. You saw it on TV all the time in the 80s and 90s. And White Man Can't Jump was one of those films. And so I was excited when my brother told me about this new version of White Man Can't Jump. And it's not like most remakes. I don't usually like remakes. Honestly, usually remakes are horrible or they're just like plagiarized versions of the original. But this didn't fall into either category. This was an original in a lot of ways. They took the idea of having an African-American player and a white basketball player. They placed it in 2023, different context. They changed the story around. It's a totally different story, but they kept the spirit of the whole thing. And that's the key, the spirit or the essence of this, which to me, 
and I'll just break it down. I guess the thesis of the movie, in a sense, is that you have two guys coming together, different backgrounds, different racial categories, and they learn from each other through the game of basketball, and they eventually become friends. Their personality, it's not just a race thing, though. Their personalities, their temperaments, totally different, but they learn from each other, and it's a very, there's something heartfelt in the movie. And that's what I think a lot of people love about this film, the old one, and I'm sure the new one as well. So in this new version, it's not Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson who pushed that message. It's Jack Harlow and Sinquan Walls. And the writers, by the way, which I'm going to go into the writing a lot at the beginning of this, Kenya Barris, Doug Hall, and Ron Shelton. I'm going to talk about the writing because it's essential to this movie. That's what really stands out is how clever, how intellectual, how just creative this, the writing is, the jokes in this film. It's really remarkable. And I, I bring I bring that up because it's just what, what draws your attention from the beginning. And Kenya Barris specifically. So actually, I just started watching Blackish with my kids. And the fact that he's also the creator of that show, which is, it's on Disney Plus right now if you want to watch Blackish. He also wrote You People with Jonah Hill. So this guy is really, really talented. He's the one of the head writers of White Man Can't Jump. And his style is very rare. It's it's this, I guess, like Blackish, it's smart, culturally aware, self-aware, relevant to what's going on in the world today. And and honestly, just so funny, hilarious in a clever way. You don't see writers writing like this. He's my favorite right now by far. I don't think there's anyone even close. Everything he produces. I'm interested in, I don't even know he's writing it like white men can't jump. And I just, I just love how, you know, he uses the platform of a television show or a movie in this case, he uses it to teach. He's teaching the audience nuance. He's teaching us how to avoid stereotyping and he's doing it in this genuine, genuine way. And you know, one of my favorite words is authentic. I love authentic works. I try to be as authentic as I can. And that's what his writing style is. He's really trying to get people to see things in a funny way, but from his genuine perspective, not from this standard, you know, way that we look at things in like stereotypical kind of fashion. So I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize Kenya Barris was connected to this until after I watched it, after I took notes. And so I was really happy to see that. And I didn't kind of didn't, it didn't surprise me because, you know, we all tend to be in some ways we, we are, we tend to be attracted to certain writers just naturally. And so my guess is if you like this podcast, you probably like his writing because, you know, it's just kind of, I think there is a similarity in terms of connecting culture to our own lives. There seems, it seems like there's something very personal to what he's doing and, you know, credit to him for doing it at such a high level. So let me get into the characters in this film. Basically, you have two big characters. If you know the story of White Man Can't Jump, you have Jack Harlow playing Jeremy. He's not like, the, you know, he's he's basically the Woody Harrelson character from the, the first one, but he's not the same at all, really. Maybe a, a little bit of, in some ways. So this in the, in the modern version, he's uh, emphasizing meditation. He's very funny, very funny. He emphasizes therapy. He's quirky. He has all these quirky traits and he pushes like this funny kind of drinks, you know, with all sorts of spices and basically stuff that mainstream American culture is not going to be drinking. And Jack Harlow, you know, he's 
I guess he's a really relevant rapper. I didn't even know this. Sorry if I'm sounding old right now, but he's a big deal in hip hop. And like I said, I didn't know. I looked him up. He's very talented. I mean, I'm not that into his songs, but he's clearly really, really good at at rapping and, and coming up with you know lyrics. He's so clever and he did a great job. I would have never guessed that he was a musician and not an actor because his comedic timing is excellent throughout this film. Because the character he's playing is really giving a lot of, you know, saying a lot of jokes and keeping things light. And he's contrasted, he's contrasted with the uh, Kamal character, who's basically the uh, Wesley Snipes character from the movie. And like Jeremy, he's a complex character, which is great about both characters. You know, you get this nuance. He's not battling drug issues like the Jeremy character is a little bit with pills. He's battling anger issues, issues with underperforming when pressure increases which we've talked about on this podcast before, and his father's health problems. So you have these two characters who are going through a lot in life, really going through a lot. And that's what makes the, the movie so good because they're, it, they're character studies of both of these guys, which I can't remember if the original was such a deep character study. Something's telling me that it was, it was, but in a more surface level kind of way, but I can't remember, so I shouldn't, so I can't really say for sure. Now, the actors, like I said, are very good. My favorite thing about this, and this is a personal thing. This is a personal pet peeve. These guys, they know how to play basketball. I've played basketball since I was seven years old. So when I watch a sports movie and it's clear that they don't know how to play the game, whatever the game is, I just don't like that. Personally, it's it's horrible to me. And unfortunately, many movies make it extremely difficult to suspend your disbelief because they use actors who clearly cannot play the sport that they're supposedly experts at. And that's not good. You know, they need to get better at that. And this movie was great at that. I mean, you don't need to look like Michael Jordan, but you've got to be fundamentally sound. You have to know how to like shoot and pass and dribble and play defense. Basics, just basics in the game of basketball. So like I said, you don't have to be Michael Jordan, but you should be fundamentally sound. And if you look at, and here's an example, Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, I've discussed that universe a few times. They have their actors go through some serious training in martial arts. And it shows. You could tell that they know the karate moves or the school of martial arts that they're supposed to reflect. They take it seriously. And so when a movie doesn't do that and it's supposed to be focused on the martial art or the sport, it, you know, it takes something away. And you, so you, I think that's something that um, movies should and shows should do more often. By the way, the jumping element, you know, it's white men can't jump. Or really, really, I should say the question of can the white player dunk? Because that's a huge theme in the first movie, the first version of this. It's a non-issue in this. The film actually makes fun of it. The new film does. It kind of makes fun of it as this cultural moment not just a cultural moment, like a silly cultural moment in the 1990s, in the early 90s. And that's what's so great. Just that idea that white guys can't jump, it's handled with such soft, it's such a soft touch. But it's also a cultural criticism from the writers in this, from Barris, for example. And that's what he does so well. That's what the all the writers in this film do so well. They just take that little example and they give you a critique of another time period. And if you're paying attention, you see it. 
So it's just brilliant in, in a lot of ways. Really, really well done. One of the big themes of this film overall, and this is something I really connected with, it's this idea of sports being either a blessing or a curse. So for someone like me, and you know, maybe you connect with this, I think a lot of people who've played sports can connect with what I'm about to say because we all have to battle this idea of what's the purpose of the sport. But for someone like me, I was really immersed in basketball culture in the game itself, just so, so immersed in it when I was young, junior high school, elementary school, junior high, high school, and even at the beginning of college. So the question has to you know, come up at some point in your life or throughout your life, you know, why do we play this game? Why do you play this game? What's the purpose of the whole thing, right? It's an important question to ask for a lot of things. But when you're playing a sport, I think it's essential. And I also see my son getting into the game now, the basketball specifically. And I want to teach him you know, how to play the game the right way. But I also want to teach him what the game is for. So you play the game the right way and you also play it understanding what it's for. And what this film does, and it does it, and again, to use the same word, in a brilliant, brilliant way, it approaches the misguided idea that we're playing, and a lot of young guys do this, they play to be professional ball players. You know, they want to be in the NBA. That's the goal. And I think that's something a lot of young athletes, they just struggle with. They make it about this grandiose goal. And the fact is, you know, when you do that, you're doing a couple of things. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. Let's face it, you are. And you're also missing out on the meaning, the true meaning of the game, whichever game you're playing. You're missing out on the values is what I'm getting at. The values of, let's say, basketball, for example. So to me, basketball, it's about, and these are the values I just thought jotted down as I was watching this because it really got me thinking about this topic. You know, you want, it's about, let's say, pushing yourself hard in life. Finding who you are. You got to find yourself in your team. You got to find your, your own unique role. You know, finding an important role. Because in society, we have to find roles, right? All of us. What role do you play on the basketball team? It's kind of similar to what role you play in society, in the system that we live in. Being selfless. If you're playing the right way, it's teaching you to be selfless, not selfish, right? Also being disciplined, being mindful. These are all lifelong lessons. Setting goals, that's a lifelong lesson. And just working hard for yourself, for others. You know, I could add so much more to this list, but the point is that it's values-based. It's a values-based list, and you can come up with your own. You know, you can also add the importance of exercise, living a physically active life. That's, that's a value. And I, the point is, it's about intrinsic motivation. It's about values. It's not about extrinsic goals that are honestly grandiose. You know, let's face it. And I, I wish more coaches and players would focus on those traits or whatever traits they come up with instead of, you know, talking about winning and scoring points because that's short-sighted. And the new version of White Men Can't Jump, it connected me to those values. It really made me reflect on what they are because I was seeing the characters, both characters, by the way, really struggling with those, with those things, really struggling with the wrong goals. It's pretty clear in both characters that they're, they're not focused where they, in, in places where they should be focused. By the way, the women in their lives, their significant others, they see it and they're trying to guide them. But it takes time for the, the main characters, the two main characters to see it for themselves. And I thought that was really interesting because it did force me to sort of reflect on what sport is for. 
in general because it's for a lot of really great things, but it is a blessing and a curse. If you are not grounded in the values, then you're not going to understand that. So the last point before I head out, you get a great performance from the late Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick is, this. I think this is one of his final performances. He's uh, from The Wire, Cedric Daniels, and he's the police chief, Chief Irving in Bosch. So this is one of his last performances. He does an amazing job as usual. And just seeing him, it was just like, wow. You know, he passed away at such a young age, and he's amazing as usual in this film. And his character is very is essential. He's Kamal's dad. So he's one of the main characters, father, and, and there's this relationship between father and son that is just really nice to watch. And he's a he plays a, a an admirable dad who's really pushing his son in a positive way. So that was nice to see. Because a lot of father figures in these kinds of films are not always positive. And so that's it's great that the movie chose to write a father that was, you know, admirable. So one last point, by the way, we talk a lot about race in our society, and rightfully so. And what this film does, like Blackish, so I, this is I, I give credit to the, the writers there, is that it models conversations through the main characters, by the way, it models conversations that we could or probably we should be having with each other. They're honest, open conversations. And we tend to avoid them often because, you know, we feel awkward about it or we just don't want to. It's, it's tough work. But they model it with humor so that there's like no discomfort when you're watching, which there really shouldn't be. But we tend to do that in American culture, kind of avoid important conversations around race. This movie does it a lot. And you get, you know, different perspectives, different points of view. So it's just exceptional in so many ways. I highly recommend it. It's entertaining. If you like sports, you know, there's a lot of great basketball scenes. And there's a, it's like two character studies, really. And like, I, like for me, it got me thinking of values. It got me thinking of culture. It got me thinking of the purpose of sports in a lot of ways. So it was a great film to watch. And I hope you enjoy it if you see it. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Classics Podcast. I appreciate all the subscribers. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. Please continue to do so. And please leave a five-star rating and maybe a comment if you can. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.